0: On the first ever episode of 3PC Versus, we talk about Brian Lee O'Malley, Scott Pilgrim. Everything from the comic books, movie, video game, and merchandise. With your host, Jesse, and special guest, Pat. Get your quarters ready and let's go. Versus... by Brian Lee O'Malley. Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life, released July 10th, 2009. Scott Pilgrim's life is totally sweet. He's 23 years old, he's in a rock band, he's between jobs, and he's dating a cute high school girl. Nothing could possibly go wrong unless a seriously mind-blowing, dangerously fashionable, rollerblading delivery girl named Ramona Flowers starts crushing through his dreams and sailing by him at parties. Will Scott's awesome life get turned upside down? Will he have to face Ramona's seven evil ex-boyfriends in battle? The short answer is yes. The long answer is in Scott Pilgrim's precious little life. Get ready, fighters! It's
1: showtime!
0: How did it start for you? I mean, it was basically the comic books for Scott Pilgrim, but how did it start for you?
1: Yeah, um... You know, I was going through... At the time, comic shops around here obviously weren't very good when we were a little bit younger. Mm -hmm. Um... And they slowly gotten better with, like, the three that opened in the last so many years. Uh, But uh, I went into Barnes & Noble, and they had a special promo for the first two. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, a bundle deal. And I just, the animation, or the the art is what drew me into it. So I picked it up. And then after that, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is the best thing in the world. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I need this in my life. Uh, So I read the first two that night. And then I was just like, "When is there more? When yeah. you know, like, when does the next one come out? Like, you know, like what what can I do, Brian, to have more? <laughs> like, give me more right now." Uh, but yeah, how about for you? For
0: me, um, I remember being in San Diego. I don't remember what year this was. This is way, this was like their fourth book was out. The fourth book was out, or the yeah, it was the fourth one. And I remember going into comic book shop and where they had Scott Pilgrim, because the first one was Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life.
1: Um, which was I, the which was the mini, right? Yeah, the the, the mini comic book. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So I remember seeing that in the manga section and going, like, oh, this is manga, because it kinda looked it manga-ish, but then it didn't. Yeah. So I remember grabbing that and kinda like I remember going through it and seeing the artwork and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I noticed just video game references in it. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll check this out. I bought it, went to my aunt and uncle's house, spent time with family, but was reading it slowly. And then I was just like, this is really cool. Like just how it was, just the, the comments on video games. Um, you know, the character Scott Pilgrim just seemed, just his character, I will, which we'll get more into that. But um, I remember just get really enjoying it. And then just, all right, cool. Next day. Going back to the comic book shop, buying everything else they had. So I think it was the first three or four um, Scott Pilgrim books are the ones that I picked up. And I remember when we were driving back home, I'm just going through everything and just reading all of it and just like loving everything about it. Just the, the dialogue and just
1: the characters
0: and just like how everything was set was really cool. That's what I enjoyed about it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's truly amazing, and I think that was another thing besides just the art itself. Like, you're right, the video game references that they make, and uh, just the little, like, one-liners that they do, too. It's just so, like, perfect. Um, so, when you first found it, you bought Precious Little Life? Yeah, I bought it. Nice, nice. I It took me forever to find that comic book. And, because uh, by the time I started looking for it, I didn't know until after the movie came out. Uh-huh. And the book skyrocketed to like $70 on the second market. Uh And I was just like, I'm not paying that. And so, uh, it took me forever. I think it was actually three or four years ago. It actually came through a comic shop Uh that we were working at. And, uh, and the person was selling it, and I was just like, yes, I will buy this off you. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you the $4. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell me the price, and then I will give you a different price.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the book, but Brian Lee O'Malley's artwork, what I liked was, um, because he did these, like,
1: once every, once every year, right? Yeah, yeah. It kind of took uh, him longer toward the six end. Six and seven uh, took multiple years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you had you had those, but like, well, I had the privilege of having like three to four of them, so I saw the progression as I was going. Um, but black and white—that's how it started off. Was just a black and white, simple manga-sized, but it wasn't an actual reverse like most Japanese mangas are, where you have to read them from back to front. Yeah. In America, it was front to back, and I forget which volume of Scott Pilgrim's like. When you try to read it like a manga, it goes like, sorry, you're reading it the wrong way. Just like an actual Japanese manga where it tells you you're, read- you're not reading it properly.
1: I want to say that's either two or three because yeah, yeah. I totally know what you're talking about because I noticed that on one of the pages and I was like, what? And then I, I realized like, oh, yeah. Mm. So for people who probably right now are listening to this Versus episode
0: and are going, okay, you're talking about this Scott Pilgrim thing. What is Scott Pilgrim?
1: Scott Pilgrim is a awesome 23-year-old who is <laughs> dating a high school girl who uh, then finds himself in love with a girl his own age uh, who is untouchable, and uh, he has to beat her seven evil exes to date her.
0: Actually, Ramona's age is never... Sh- told remember she that could is, be older that is
1: true that is yeah. I, my bad that is very true yeah <laughs> i always just assumed because they look like they were kind of yeah, the same yeah. age but you know you are technically correct because in one of the issues uh they are living together and the way she acts to the way he acts is much yeah. older yeah. more ma- more mature mm-hmm. and
0: yeah i mean i think that was one of the things too is it's scott pilgrim who's also in a band called sex bomb going out with a high schooler Because he had just gotten out of a relationship with a girl that year before. And I think that's what kind of, for me, got me in this book. Because around that time, it's stupid and people say this all the time. But it's like, I was Scott Pilgrim. You know,
1: what happened to me, you know? No, no, no. I totally agree. I think everybody who reads and can connect to Scott Pilgrim literally can have a portion of the story and be like, that was me at that time. Because everyone's, whether you're a guy or a girl, has gotten
0: dumped and hasn't really gotten over it. And the only way to get over it is by doing something else. It's very true. And for Scott, it was going out with a girl who was still in high school when he was 23 years old. Um, But I think mine was more reversed. I was with the Ramona Flowers girl. Okay. But it didn't end well. Oh, okay. You know, so then in, in like, not much Envy Adams, which was the character that Scott broke up with, or she broke up with him.
1: Yeah, she dumped him. It she dumped brutal. him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was brutal. And I think that's... It's it's funny because you're saying... We're all saying these little small quips. And I think that was one of the charms was the dialogue in it. Like, yeah. what br- the dialogue Brian Lee O'Malley put into Scott Pilgrim was... Seemed like very much him because he said he took a lot of this and characters from his actual life. Um, but the dialogue and just the way he... Just, just the way everything was kind of written and how... You knew who Scott was. Yeah. Either it was someone you kind of knew in your life who acted that way and who was kind of childish. Yeah. Um, even, you know, there's a part in the comic book where he's trying to order something through Amazon and gets the email that it's one of Ramona's evil ex-boyfriends out to attack him. And he's reading it and goes, this is boring. And then just shuts it off. <laughs> like, it's it's just, ah, man, I, I don't know if I'm... I'm kind of saying things correctly but
1: no no I mean you totally are it's one of those situations where it was an email that you should have taken seriously and instead of taking it seriously he's reading it and he's like I come to fight you till the death you know to death and I will like you know win Ramona's heart and instead of actually acknowledging and he's like and then he just like (laughs) blows it off you know
0: I think also too like it had a robust amount of different types of characters. Yes, you had uh, Scott's sister
1: Stacy, Wallace Wells. Yes, I Kim love, Pines. I love 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 Wall- Wallace Wells, man. <laughs> like his one-liners, his everything is just perfect. Yeah, yeah, and also like going back to like the references and video games. You know, their
0: band is called Sex BaBomb, which is based on the Babams from Mario Brothers.
1: And sexy version of it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very sexy
0: version of it. But yeah, it's just a character that's going through. In in the comic books themselves, is basically kind of finding himself. That's that's the thing. Like going through each one because it starts off with the first book, which is Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life. Then when the second book is Scott Pilgrim Versus the World, third book, ber- th- third book is uh, Scott Pilgrim and the Infinite Sadness. Fourth book is Scott Pilgrim get, Gets It Together. Fifth book is Scott Pilgrim versus The Universe. And on the sixth book, it's Scott Pilgrim's Finest Hour. Yes. Yeah. So, throughout all these, you, you know, it shows... The progression. The progression of the character, but also, <clears throat> you know, his life supporting characters parts of their lives especially knowing a little bit more of Ramona so you have these two characters that are you know Scott's more of the like we've said the childish type of character he needs to learn how to grow up yeah um and Ramona's the more mature but her how she's lived her life and kind of like her backstory and who she is is kind of
1: it's kind of a she mystery. has to kind of
0: calm down. It's a mystery, but she's in herself. She kind of has to kind of calm down. Not that she's crazy, Ramona, but I think to finally like realize like what does she want as a person. I agree. You know, so uh, anything you want to say more about the characters or the stories?
1: The thing I really liked about it is not only do you see the progression of Scott and the relationship with Ramona, um, you also get to kind of see this background story with the, her exes who form this alliance to take mm-hmm. down Scott. Um, and then my favorite thing, honestly, with the, the characters is uh, his, his band, Sex bob mm-hmm. I, I love the way they go with Steven. Like the he's Stephen Stills. It, Stephen Stills, which is the talent of the band, yeah. and um, <laughs> and he takes this journey of he's dating this girl who's a bitch, and he keeps trying to win her heart, and then he realizes like nah, I'm gonna just give this up. And while he's focusing on the band, he ends up finding out that he's gay, yeah, and that he falls in love with a guy named Joseph. Yeah. and it's extremely cool because it's like, you know, it's not like there's not gay people in it, because yeah, Wallace yeah, yeah. Wells is gay, yeah, and, and it's, you know, it's awesome because he is by far the best <laughs> character in the whole thing, um, but, uh, and, and, uh, Kim, you know, you follow along with her line too, and you follow with her background and that her and Scott once dated, and he fought, like, a skyscraper dude to, to beat her, yeah, or yeah. To, to win her heart, or, and, you know, and didn't work out, um, so I like the fact that, not only does it focus, because a lot of comic books are, like, this is our character, and this is their journey, and this is their hardship, but in Scott Pilgrim, it's, this is our character, and these are all the supporting characters with mm-hmm. that character. So, I I like that. I like that it wasn't just one. It's kind of like The Simpsons. Like, The Simpsons have the family, but you also learn more about other characters that involved with the family. Mm-hmm. So, I enjoyed that very much with, uh, with Brian's writing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, especially, like,
0: you bringing up Scott and Kim when they went out at yeah. a time and yeah. he kind of broke it off. Yeah. And I think that's a cool way too like when you're reading this because if you read Scott Pilgrim from the beginning
1: which is what 2004? Yeah, we just celebrated uh 18 years. Yeah. yeah. Or wait, what no. No, no, no 10, you know, 10, I'm 10 so, like, I'm sorry. Uh for seven <laughs> uh, 13 years, I'm sorry, 13 <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, what was it, a few days ago, we celebrated Scott Pilgrim, first yes. issue ever out mm. 13 years ago, and um, and they never really show Scott fighting all those people and winning yeah. um, Kim's heart. The To be honest, the way I saw it was right before Scott Pilgrim came out um, in theaters, Adult Swim played it, and it was drawn all by Brian Lee O'Malley. And it was a animation that they did. It was no longer, I think, than two to three minutes. Mm. And it is by far the best thing I've ever seen.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I don't remember them putting it on any of the Blu-rays or anything like that. Um, I can't. I think they might have. Did they? I think they did, like, okay. as in, like, you know how they do those hidden Easter egg things? Yeah, yeah. I could be wrong,
0: though, but I remember seeing it. Or maybe I YouTubed it, and okay. I just think it's part of a Blu-ray or something.
1: Well, if you haven't seen it and you're a Scott Pilgrim fan, I highly suggest looking it up on youtube because i do believe you are correct it is on youtube and it is amazing he just kicks the crap out of everybody and uh yeah and then you know your love for scott kind of (laughs) grows a little bit more because it's just
0: amazing but i mean that's what's cool thing too about that series like reading it from the beginning till the end especially in the last one you you are learning about this guy trying to win over this girl, Ramona, which he does. He just has to battle her evil ex-boyfriends. And then he's slowly starting to see, like, okay, here are these evil exes. Um, how did you guys get together? How did this story happen? Okay, they're assholes now. I'm going to beat them. And then slowly, little by little, you kind of find out, like... Well, technically, anyone could be an asshole in a relationship. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. I- I'm- I'm- oh, okay, yeah. And... and- The cool thing about, like, one close to the last issue is when Scott finally kind of sits down to figure out, like, okay, what's going on? Because at the end of book five, Ramona leaves. Yeah. So he's just in a huge pile of depression. Yeah. And trying to figure out what to do. And when he reconnects with, you know, girls he's gone out with, like Kim and Envy, he finds out, they go, well, our relationship wasn't that great. Do you even remember how it went? And in his mind, and I think this happens to anybody, regardless if you're a guy or a girl... You think back at only the good stuff or in Scott's perspective, it's like, You're totes hot and he's like, Yeah, I'm totes hot. That's like that's <laughs> that's by far one of
1: my favorite scenes is when he's wearing the tanuki suit. Yeah, yeah. I was literally like that was you know, we were talking earlier, like, Oh, I'm Scott Pilgrim. I was like, This is my Scott Pilgrim moment. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. any flashback of myself with anybody, I'm always wearing a tanuki suit. <laughs> it's, she's going
0: like, you're totes hot It's like, Yeah, I'm totes hot. Yeah. But it shows too, like, whoa, he can kinda be the same thing he could be the asshole he could be the probably the next evil ex-boyfriend but to me how i took it was any relationship you can be the fucking asshole after even if you don't you you mean to or not but at the same time when you look back at it it, it's always in the eye of the beholder like you could think of something like oh no our relationship wasn't that bad she fucked it up or he fucked it up But then you look back, it's like, oh, everything was great. And then they go, no, it wasn't. Like, really think about it. We weren't that happy. Or things weren't how you assume they are. So Mm -hmm.
1: that's what I liked about it. It's very true. I mean, you look back at uh, even friendships, relationships, or even jobs. And sometimes, uh, you know jobs will look at things in a negative way and friends you remember you want to remember the good things and relationships you want to remember the good things i've had relationships that ended and i was like oh that really sucks and people were like dude you're better off you know and i didn't see it you don't see it all the time and you're right like even with scott pilgrim like when they're going back through each X. You find out that Ramona is the one who's like peace like I don't I'm not yeah. I'm not dealing with this you know yeah. or like she was kind of vain back when she was younger so she was like oh this guy's better looking so I'm going to go for him instead mm-hmm. uh, you you are very correct anybody could be the bad guy in the relationship and I think we both take that role very you know give and take yeah. it's it's a very heavy thing where you're like well I'm giving so much but I'm not getting anything in return But I love you, so it's cool. Where Mm. Scott was, you know, I don't think fully understanding what he was getting himself into. And so he was giving as much as he could. And she was just like, okay, well, see you later. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So in in the last one, in the last book, uh, Scott Pilgrim's Finest Hour, I want to say probably around book four... And again, like, these came out once a year, sometimes once every two years. Um, Brian Lee O'Malley, for whatever reason, took a good amount of time, which is fine, whatever. I mean, he finished it. That's better than most authors are, like J.R.R.
1: Martin or whatever. That's true. And uh, he technically didn't finish it until, I think, what was it, midway or more than midway than the movie was done. Well, yeah, yeah, the movie, it came out. Like I want to say three weeks before the movie
0: came out, three to four, a month. It was either a month before the movie came out or a couple of weeks. Yeah. But um I remember reading that final one being really excited, and it was to me it was okay, but it felt rushed because he, it's to me, and I wanted to ask you because you're you're a pretty big fan. Um it seemed like okay, the movie's gonna come out. I wanna get my version out there before the movie, so alright, I didn't didn't
1: he want to do more than the six? Wasn't it supposed to be seven? Yeah, I, that's I'm that's what I was under the impression of as well. And then you are correct. He it did feel rushed. Like the book at the end felt like it was just like, okay, here's this, here's this. Oh, they battle. Okay, and then we move on over here. Mm-hmm. And but I feel like it was probably also under the gun because yeah. of the movie. And I mean, you know, it's a, it's a huge yeah. it's a huge thing to have a book. Turned into a movie, yeah. especially a movie by Edgar Wright. You yeah. know, like that's huge. But I do agree with you. I felt like the last book felt like it was rushed.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. I mean, it's not bad, but yeah, I think that was one of the criticisms when it came out was that it felt very rushed. Yeah, and you kind of get it because you he kind of wants to get that out. Um, but what I liked about for the, when it comes to the comic book, the kind of the nice bookend for me. Was when I got the last one was at the same comic book shop I got it at. Nice. So I got the first one at the comic book shop in San Diego, and I got the last one at the same comic book shop. It was called uh, the comic book shop was called Kamikaze, which is like a few blocks from my aunt's house. But the cool thing was how that happened was uh, me and you know as everyone knows uh, one of my uh, co-hosts Beto, we were on our way to San Diego for San Diego Comic Con, so we went a couple of days early. And when we were driving, it was late at night, and we were driving a few blocks away from my aunt's house, and we see the comic book shop is open. We're like, what? Why is it? Why is Kamikaze open? What's going on? So we kind of drive up, and we're like, oh, shoot, they're having a Scott Pilgrim launch party. Oh, yeah, it's out tomorrow, but they're launching it tonight. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. And he's like, let's get your cousins. I'm like, all right, cool, let's go. And I actually have footage of this, of us. Picking it up, me talking, and uh, yeah, picking up Scott Pilgrim. So that that's that was really cool. Which if I'll probably put it on right now, like some audio of it. Okay. So we just got. I don't know if you can see me. We just got here to San Diego, and right now we're driving by a comic shop called Kamikaze. And we just noticed there's a bunch of fucking people outside. So we're actually just flipped the bitch and we're gonna check out who is there or what the hell's going on. As you can see, we're driving up. There's a bunch of people outside. Whoa, oh, Ford. So, and it's Kamikaze, so we're gonna check what's going on. Scott Pilgrim. No, oh, it shit, is. It? it is. So at Kamikaze. What's going on is it's a midnight release for the new Scott Pilgrim book. And they're giving, like, 5% off every 10 bucks you're doing. And tickets for sneak preview tickets. So that's pretty sweet. I guess everyone gets one. But, yeah, that's what it is. It's a midnight for the new book, uh, Volume 6 of the Scott Pilgrim. And that's why we're here. And that's what it is. So, yeah, let's get going. Yeah, I got it that night. And that was the night, like, I was, like, This is pretty cool because it was that, that Comic-Con was like Scott, you know, they're going to have Scott Pilgrim panel there, big old like giant poster on the Hilton Hotel of Scott Pilgrim for the movie. But like that was one of the cool things was, oh, I got to actually get the final book at the same place I
1: bought the first book,
0: which was kind of nice end into that chapter of the book.
1: No, that's truly amazing. How many people can truly say they picked it up? I honestly didn't pick up book six until I want to say maybe a week or two after the movie came out, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I was at Comic Con with you that year. Yeah, Uh, I bumped into you down there, but um, I I just kept circling the Omni Press booth as much as I could because they were handing out uh, like you know swag bags of Scott Pilgrim and uh, special pins, like they had little one-up pins at the Mm -hmm. panels, and I was doing anything and everything I could to get anything and everything Scott Pilgrim, Mm -hmm. and then they did a, uh, secret showing that I tried to get into as well that night, but I couldn't get into it, but, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I was so concerned with just watching the movie and getting Scott Pilgrim stuff that I just totally blinked on the last book (laughs) that I was like, oh, shit, that came out, (laughs) but then, of course, yeah, when I read it, I I felt the same thing, I felt it was a little rushed. But uh, overall, still all six books, plus the little mini uh, comic book that he did beforehand, I think, which actually takes place in between two and three. Yeah, I think um, it was a free comic book day one. It was. That was the book I was referencing earlier. Uh, It wasn't Precious Little Life. It was uh, that one. It was that little mini one that he did. It's the blue cover, and everyone's drawn in pink. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what the...
0: Dude, I wanna see if I have that because there there were I would go to almost every free comic book day, any comic book shop in Ventura at the time that was open. And a lot of that I would just throw in boxes and never care to look at what I had. I would just like, oh whatever was Marvel or DC. I wonder if I have that. I don't. I. I want to say no. I don't think I'm that lucky to get it
1: because I think it goes for a good amount, doesn't it? That's that's what I was. That's what I was saying earlier with the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. referencing. It's about seventy dollars or to a hundred dollars on eBay, if not more. And that's the one where a gentleman brought it into the comic shop, and he brought like a handful of books in, and it was just that one. Right when I saw it, it was like mm-hmm. in pristine condition, and I was like, I gotta have that. I gotta <laughs> have that. I'm trying to check right now to see if I uh, yeah. posted it, like, so then I can like. Me to... Let me look it up. Well, now that we're bringing that up,
0: um, yeah, you know, as we said, the Scott Pilgrim books were done in black and white. Yes. <clears throat> which is my preferred way of reading it. Yes. But the Oni Press did end up releasing Scott Pilgrim in color. And I was very against that when I when I heard it. I thought it took away a lot from I like black and white, yeah, it's simple, you know. I thought when I saw the colored books. I thought the colors were too muted and I didn't think it fit, but I know that you, you enjoyed the color version and I think over the years, cause we would have like debates and talks about the colored and black and white over the years I've just become more like open to it and I've kind of been like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take a look at it and I have my opinions. I've lately been looking at the colored ones, but, um, what do you like about the colored versions of Scott Pilgrim compared to the black
1: and white? So, I mean, I agree with you. I remember both of us, obviously, reading Scott Pilgrim, talking about it, enjoying the black and white. When they announced that they were going to do color, I, um, you know, I was a little hesitant about it until I saw it at Comic-Con. They were doing the special Evil X edition, mm-hmm. and I think it was, like, 50 bucks, and you got the book. Um, it was hard hardbound. It was uh, fully color, extra, like, pictures of drawings in the back, and then it came with like a poster, a pin, and tons of like, you know, stuff that you can get with it. Mm. And um, and when I was flipping through it at Comic Con, I was like, I really like this because I like the color. I don't know in my mind, I you don't really get to see Scott's hair color or you know, r- yeah. r- like because they mention like Ramona's hair colors different colors every time but it's all black and white and you, of course you see it on the covers because the covers are colored and some of the books would have a few pages that start off in color yeah. i don't think all of them do but yeah. some of them do like and then the reference with uh sonic um you know where are the are at the, that where the, at the beach yeah. and stuff yeah um so you know in in the first one you like you said the co- like the covers and the fir- first few pages are color, but Scott's hair looks kind of brown, and then like, yeah. but in the colored version his hair looks more like blondish, you know. Yeah. And so I was like, interestingly, <laughs> like they're kind of mixing things up, and you know like, um, but I, I don't know. I think it was just one of those things where I like the black and white, but I like the color just because, uh, it's one of like you remember the movie, um, Pleasantville. Yeah, with Tobey Maguire, it mm-hmm. kind of felt like that. Like, oh, okay. like we're like <laughs> we're leaving like the old TV, black and white, and we're moving into the HD TV yeah, with yeah, the yeah. color. But yeah, that that was about it for me. I mean, I ended up, of course, when they uh, came to uh, to comic shops, I collected those religiously, yeah. like I did with the black and white ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't buy any more of the Evil X ones from Comic Con. Just the fifty dollars was too much. Yeah. Um. I don't really remember. Now, what the difference was just the cover would be the Evil X's. Yeah, yeah. And you and me were talking about it earlier when it first came out that uh, it would have been a much cooler idea that they were doing an Evil X edition Mm -hmm. that it took place concentrating more on the Evil X's, like what Matthew Patel went through. To find Scott Pilgrim and then get beat by Scott Pilgrim. And then what his life is like afterwards and yeah. so on and so forth. I mean, because obviously Todd Ingram, like, he lost all of his vegan powers. So what's <laughs> his life like now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it like but, before yeah. and now, you know? A little extra
0: bonus. I think that was my thing was there okay, it's colored, but what, uh, what is the extra bonus to it? Yeah, so. But um, I, after a talk, which was recent about the colored ones... Uh, well, we talked way before about it, but recently I've I've been more open to it. I've been looking through the colored ones, and I've enjoyed it. And something I really liked was not only the bonus stuff in the back, but Brian Lee O'Malley talked a little bit about the, the like, starting off making Scott Pilgrim. And I thought, oh, dude, this is interesting. Is he doing this in every book? And he doesn't. No. <laughs> he does not. No. And that is such... I got so... Fucking mad. Yeah. Because how he ends the first... He, he does like a, a couple of pages where he talks about the process of doing everything and when he came up with the ideas and all that stuff and then he ends it. Yeah. He ends it and then I go, oh, he's smart. Now he's going to talk about the story during when he's making the second one in the second book. Nope. The first book is the only time he fucking writes anything about his process and I think that's bullshit. I still think the color ones are cool. But I think it's bullshit that he didn't do a little... Okay, here's story of every year when I was working on it. Unless he got super lazy. I don't know what's up with... Like, Brian O'Malley, I've had my beefs with you over the years. But you've made something cool, so you get a pass. I, but I just felt... I like knowing the process. And especially with him. And To me, I really like Scott Pilgrim. Like, yeah, you know, you... I don't know, Scott Pilgrim might be played out. Scott Pilgrim's for, for fucking indie nerds, hipsters, blah, whatever. Honestly, I enjoyed it for the dialogue, the artwork, and and just like the references on stuff that was interesting to me.
1: Of course. You stuff, know? Stuff that you enjoy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Just to know a little bit more about his process and how he went into doing stuff and, I don't know, even maybe... Shit, I was honestly when I read that first volume of the colored edition, I thought he'll probably talk about in the sixth book that he felt rushed. Like I'm so down to read that. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't do it anything after that, and I think that's a that's a missed opportunity for for those books for the colored editions. Um, that or he's planning on re-releasing them again, maybe black and white
1: mixed color versions.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I'm joking, but.
1: No, I mean I, book versions. I don't know. I totally agree, and I totally agree with you on not only the process because when I saw that as well, I was like, "This is very cool," and then I thought the similar situation maybe it'd be. I, I wish he did write more in the first one, but it was like because I still had questions that didn't get answered, and and uh, and I was like, "Okay, this is cool," like you know, but I also have so much beef with that guy. I've met him. <laughs> I've met him multiple times, you know, and I agree with you. Like, okay. Lost at Sea, meh. Seconds was good. But Scott Pilgrim is the best. Like, this is what it is. And like you said, I mean, yeah, you may think like only indie hipster nerds read it or whatnot, but that's not the case. I mean, you go to any convention, you'll see any random person who could be wearing a Scott Pilgrim cosplay or what have you. But, uh, yeah, I I personally, you know, I love Scott Pilgrim to a point where I got him tattooed on me. Mm Mm-hmm. I showed right. I showed Brian Leo Malley at a signing, and he was all meh. Did he really do that? <laughs> Did he really go meh? Yeah, he was all meh, and then just like the t- was he joking or? Totally straight faced, and then signed my book, and he put like a little like Nintendo like symbol in everybody's book except for mine. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. No, oh I, my god! I, I kid you not. I still have all the things signed by him, of course, uh, in my collection. And uh, I've met him at least six times. Did you show him again just to see what he would do again? Um, I showed him twice. So the first time I showed him, I showed him with my friend who uh, we ended up getting the tattoos together. So I have Todd base battle on my leg, and he has Todd base battle on his leg. So then anytime we're like standing next to each other, they're battling. And we thought it was like, uh huh, funny. Cool. cool Like it's a cool idea. And so right when we showed Brian, we, we showed him together, and he was like, meh. And then, like, he drew, like, a little uh, Mario star in my buddy's book and didn't do anything in mine. And then the guy behind us was in line with us, so he came and talked to us afterwards, and he drew, like, a little uh, uh, question box on his and Uh stuff. And then I was like, what the hell, dude? Like, I didn't get no, like, Nintendo drawing on mine. Like, what the hell? (laughs) What did you find out years later that if there wasn't
0: a drawing, that means he really liked you? Because have you ever ever heard about that... um, That Matt Groening Groening of The Simpsons, he'll miss if he doesn't like you. He he purposely misspells his last name.
1: Oh really? I think
0: that's what I remember him saying was that he
1: purposely misspells his last name if he doesn't like you. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) and you know the thing too with Matt is he's super nice, but. uh,
0: Brian or Matt. Matt
1: Grinney. I'm sorry, Matt Groening. Um, he's super nice, but it's like <laughs> nobody would ever notice if he spelled his name <laughs> wrong because he scribbles it. And then the, anything, everybody just notices the drawing that he does. And yeah. even if he doesn't like you, he's still going to put like a Simpsons drawing yeah, down. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> Brian, yeah, he doesn't draw very often. And when he does, it's normally like the first 10 people in line mm-hmm. and the last person in line. Well I, you know what I noticed it was a a friend of ours, Edder. He oh.
0: he po- he posted he drew a Scott uh, in, his book, uh, in his book, didn't he? In Edder's book.
1: Did he really? Yes, yeah, like that. I
0: think he posted it on Instagram and I was like, oh shit. Well maybe because no one's going to his booth anymore.
1: We are sex babom and we're here to make you think about death and get sad and stuff. <laughs> The of crime The feminine of the sin Reaching my threshold Staying
0: at the truth till I'm blind My body's stupid Stereo-putrist out music In the raw sewage Reaching my threshold Staying at the truth till I'm blind Scott Pilgrim vs. The World Directed by Edgar Wright and released on August 13, 2010 As a bass guitarist for a garage rock band, Scott Pilgrim, Michael Sarah, has never had trouble getting a girlfriend, usually the problem is getting rid of them, but when Ramona Flowers, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, skates into his heart, he finds she has the most troublesome baggage of all. An army of ex-boyfriends who will stop at nothing to eliminate him from her list of suitors. Now, find a new rival. We've slowly kind of hinted at it. They did make a movie of Scott Pilgrim titled Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Just like how we started with the comic book one. How was your first time?
1: How was your, your interaction with the movie? To be totally honest with you, the preview, I don't know if you remember the very first, like, teaser trailer. Mm -hmm. It was him and Ramona walking in the snow, and it was like, this is not your normal love story. And then, like, yeah, yeah, and then it didn't show any action at all. Uh It just showed almost kind of like, uh, it was just, like, them walking, and then him getting, like, beat up, and then it was kind of like that was it and it was like Scott Pilgrim versus the world comes out you know Mm. this time at this place and it was just like what this is not Scott Pilgrim like (laughs) and then when the second trailer came out it was all um like 8-bit music and Mm. all video game reference and fighting and everything and then that's what I was like yes that's the Scott Pilgrim I know I am seeing this movie Mm. opening night like yes how about yourself Um, for me, I remember, I want to say
0: it was like either two websites. It was either, it was either IGN or Joe Blow.com was like, they're making a Scott Pilgrim versus the world movie starring, uh, Michael Sarah, directed by Edgar Wright. And when I saw all those Scott Pilgrim movie, Michael Sarah, and Edgar Wright, I was like, yes, because I was a huge and I know you were, t- you are too, a huge Edgar Wright fan, yes. director, like especially with all the Simon Pegg and Nick Frost movies, you yeah, know. dude, like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, fucking The World's End. Is it The World's End?
1: Uh, at World's End.
0: At World's End.
1: Is it at World's End? Because they go to the bar. Because they're going. Yeah,
0: at World's, World's End. See so, yeah, so. yeah, how fucking. I'm not a fan. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Complicated.
0: <laughs> because two movies came out. Was that and another Seth Rogen? Uh, it was like a Seth Rogen oh, one called The, the End or, yeah. or whatever the fuck. I was getting mixed up. Um, but also I was a huge fucking fan. And I don't know if I let you borrow it. Spaced. The show they made it was it was Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, and Edgar Wright directed it. It was a TV show on the BBC.
1: I, I love that show. No, you didn't. You didn't let me borrow it, but you did tell me about it and luckily hulu had the whole that's right, the whole series on there so i immediately uh, as soon as you told me that it existed um i went and watched it and it was good i mean it's it's straight yeah english humor where yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like they'll say something and you're like that's not funny <laughs> and then like everybody else is like oh bob's your uncle and you're like you're like <laughs> your you're like meh nah. well nah. i think i think what made also
0: spaced actually work was is because of American pop culture. Because of the movie references and all of that. But I just remember how... How Edgar Wright is with his directing. Is very... Like... God. It's very fast, dude. Quick cuts. uh, uh, Like not afraid to get up into the face. And just... I, I could see that. Like before even the first image of Scott Pilgrim. How his directing style was. I'm like it fits. It fits... Everything that book is, the way it shoots pans, quick looks, uh, um, he, you know, he does a, he, he, how Edgar Wright directs is like, there's a lot of, it's using the actor's body language and using body language or timing for comedy effects. It's hard. It's fucking hard to explain it with, without seeing the actual movie and pointing out what makes it work. Um, But yeah, I was sold. Like I was like, "This is gonna be the greatest movie because he's a great director." And like, Scott Pilgrim, that comic book that I really enjoyed. Like he's gonna really kick ass on that. Um, And this is also a nice little bow too Um, for the movie. Was I actually got to see that movie two weeks before it came out? Really? Yeah. Tell us how that happened. Um, The night I went to get the final book at kamikaze in san diego when i was buying the last comic book there was a sign up sheet oh sign up to win a chance to watch the movie early and i didn't know what it was i didn't know whatever what thing it was but it was for advanced tickets to see it early in san diego which is kind of like if you ever go to a movie theater and they're like hey do you want to come back tomorrow and watch a movie and then you're like, "What movie is it?" They won't tell you. You just it's a screener, yeah. So they could test audiences or whatever. Yeah, I think it was something that Kamikaze probably did with a a movie theater that I like to go to in San Diego. Um, signed up for it, and then like two like I think, Comic Con was in July.
1: Yeah,
0: Scott Pilgrim was coming out toward the end of August uh, in theaters, and yeah, I think like the first month of August, the first week, my cousins were like, "Did you get the email?" And I'm like, well, I got one. Bethel didn't get one. My cousin Janice got one, mm-hmm. but Amber didn't get one. But the email was for two attendees. Oh, so okay. you were able to go and take another person, so it all worked out. Nice. And yeah, me and Bethel just went to San Diego for one day to go watch Scott Pilgrim with my cousins. And yeah, went to the theater, went to go watch it, watched it two weeks before it came out in theaters. And I just remember coming back to to you know back to town. Back to work and just telling everyone like Scott Pilgrim's the shit. You gotta go watch it. Oh man, I'm mean, I'm gonna and I watched it the midnight it came out. Um, but yeah, no, that was cool because I got the final book, but then I got to watch a free early screening of Scott Pilgrim. So that's how it worked for me, and I loved it watching the the movie. Like it was like reading the comic book, watching the movie, but with changes, of course.
1: No, and that's truly amazing. I totally agree with you. I mean, Edgar Wright has amazing. Filming and directing style Mm -hmm. I mean just like you said The quick motions like I always love like when the character's done in the scene it's just They're gone you know and like uh, Even just like the quick like It's not even you see Scott Pick up his bass. he just has it on randomly And then just it's like it's go And I think it worked perfectly and and I totally Agree with you it it was just like the Comic book but in movie form And of course like you said with changes they're always gonna do Changes in Hollywood but uh, What I just remember sitting in the seat thinking, like, oh my gosh, I can't wait, I can't wait. And then when the Universal comes in Mm -hmm. and does that, like, famous, the famous song we We all know, and it's all in 8-bit, I was like, Uh yes! And then right when they do, like, the quick little, like, blurps of, like, Scott Pilgrim, 23, rating awesome. You know, and, like, (laughs) and then they start playing, and the instruments, and, like, the lights are glowing, like, the way that they did it and everything, it was just truly blown away by that movie they really really came close to kind of following the the the
0: look the st- well more like the style of how the book was because they would bring up the black boxes with the names age and ratings of how awesome they are or something yeah like they they fit it really well and they would use artwork from the comic book to kind of tell backstories on things um, of course this is a movie it's like what almost about 2 hours an hour and 45 yeah yeah it's it's like almost almost a 2 hour movie you can't fit all six of those books so the story is more condensed to kind of play out in like a couple of weeks instead of like in the book I want to say Scott and Ramona were going out for
1: almost a year right but yeah, there yeah, a year yeah. goes yeah, by yeah. right it's it's quite some months that they're yeah. living together and that's Later on in the series, so yeah, they're going out for. I, w- I always thought it was at least a year, mm-hmm. like that span of time. Um, and then of course, in the movie, it feels like it's a week,
0: yeah, a week or two, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But, um,
0: yeah, no, that's that's and at that time, while they're filming the movie, the sixth book wasn't out, yeah, so they had to like they changed it up and they did their own thing, so. You know, in the movie, of course. But it, it kind of stayed close to the themes of the actual sixth book. Yeah. But as much as you can because you can't really... there. A lot of the changes that happen to the characters and side characters um, doesn't really... You don't have that too much time to do that in the movie. The more of the characters that are changing are the main two, which is Ramona and Scott. Um but yeah, everything from the actors that they chose to me, I think they had the perfect cast, the perfect feel, and the music. A lot of the music was written by Beck, right? The it stuff was, by Sex yeah.
1: bob was Beck. Yeah, every, uh, yeah n- Everything that they did for Sex bob mm-hmm. was written by Beck. Beck did an amazing job. Not only is Beck one of my favorite artists, and I think you're very highly fond of Beck yeah, as like well, her. yeah. Um, but just the fact that you get someone like that to come in and do a movie or music <laughs> yeah. for a movie like this is amazing. I mean, just two of his albums normally uses like 8-bit music and, yeah, and what have you. So I think that they knocked it out of the park with not only the score, but with, like you said, the, the cast and everything as well. Mm-hmm. Um, were you, were you, did you enjoy the actors they chose? Were you kind of like,
0: eh, I don't know about Michael Sarah or eh, I don't know about this certain character, like. Did you feel everything kind of fit to how you imagined it?
1: Yeah. Um, everyone looked just like they did in the comic book. Yeah. And I remember when they were filming it, um, this had to have been on Instagram because I wasn't on Twitter at the time, but I think it was Brian Leo Malley or Michael Sarah posted a picture and they took all the um, actors and they like spliced them. All like they took a picture of all the actors. They spliced yeah. it all together, and then they had like you know like as like a collage if you will. Yeah. And Brian came in and drew that character yeah, on a that. big on a big board. So you got to see like oh you know like Michael Sayers playing Scott, and like this person's playing knives Chow, and this person's playing you know mm-hmm. so and so and so and so. And I thought that was super cool. And all the people looked just like they did in the yeah, in the comic yeah. book. And you know it. It's funny that you say that because, uh, watching the movie, I, I can't imagine anybody else playing Ramona, like, yeah. Yeah, like Mary Elizabeth, Elizabeth Winston, Winston. Yeah. she knocked it out of the park, man. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. she did, she did good so job. good. And then after that did like a handful of random movies, but every time I still see her, I'm, th- I just think <laughs> Ramona, dude, Ramona flowers. <laughs> like, oh, uh. I think, uh, a lot of it's crazy. Cause a lot of those actors are bigger
0: actors now. Yeah. You know, so the girl who plays Envy Adams is like... Didn't she win an Academy Award for a movie uh, called... She's going to be Captain Marvel. She's going to be Captain Marvel.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And she won an Oscar... Did she win an Oscar for a movie Rooms or something? Or Spaces or some shit? You're right. The Room. Is it The Room? room, Or Rooms or or something? I don't know. I know they made...
1: Different movies. We just stuff. don't remember movie titles. Okay, <laughs> we're just gonna be spouting shit off. <laughs> it was because they made a movie called The Room, and then they made a movie called Rooms. Yeah. yeah. So she she won on one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did something.
0: Uh, Chris Evans is Captain America, of course. Yes, so, and yeah.
1: and uh, he plays uh, obviously the second Evil X. Yeah, yeah. And
0: uh, <laughs> you know, Michael Sarah does his things here or there. Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, she does her things here and there too. Yeah. So everyone's got a pretty good career.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, before Michael Sarah did this movie, he did Super Bad and um, things. Was he, he was in a few things. So I, so I was already on board Arrested with. Arrested Development. Arrested Development. I was already on board with the Michael Sarah train when uh-huh. he got onto this movie. So I was like, yeah. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> watching this movie. And you're totally <clears throat> correct. I mean, not only did, like,. And Kendrick become more famous by oh, doing dude. like all the Pitch Perfect movies and Woo! stuff. <laughs> I
0: like her. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. And then uh, Aubrey, I know you're listening to this. <laughs> What's up? What's up, girl? <laughs> and uh, Aubrey Plaza, who, oh, yeah, uh, Aubrey Plaza. Uh, who was in Parks and Rec. Yeah. Uh, you know, so all these people went on to do really good things. Like I don't think there was any one person in this movie who was just like meh. You yeah. know. That's true. Um, Do you remember how the movie did when it released? I don't. I remember that I personally was super stoked about it, mm-hmm. and I was trying to sell it to anybody and everybody who would come with me. Uh, I'm Not that I needed a reason to go watch it, or not that I needed someone to be next to me to watch it, because I, mm-hmm. I think I went and saw that movie at least ten times in the movie theater. Yeah. Which, if you know me, is not saying a lot, because I went and saw <laughs> Star Wars 7, like, at least... 15 times in the movie theater, like... So, um... But... uh, I don't remember how well the ratings were when it came out. But I remember telling everybody, like, it's amazing, like, let's go. Like, I'll go with you, let's go right now. You know, and... And (laughs) and a lot of my friends who also read comic books and were nerdy, uh... weren't really into it. They... They... Just from the previews, they were like, I'm not... "Mm, I'm cool, I'm cool. I think you were the only person I really talked to about it. And then my friend Tristan... Ended up getting into it. Uh, we I let him borrow some of the, the books. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just like, dude, like, the movie's amazing. Yeah. The books are amazing. Like, where has this been all my life, you know? Yeah, and I think that's, like, one of the things
0: where you can, you can watch the movie but even get more off the books. Because the movie does really well kind of following a lot of the beats but then changes certain things, which is fine. Yeah. Which is completely fine, but like it, it makes it, it's like the movie can be its own thing, but also the books can be its own thing. But then you can kind of just smash it all together and be like, well, I want to know a little bit more about this character or that character. Again, some characters' journeys drastically change in the books, but other ones are basically the same. Um,
1: oh, it's very true. And, yeah. and um, you know, like in the movie they do the the fighting video game, him and, uh, Scott and knives. Uh, play it's like a kind of like a Look at, DDR a ninja, but ninja, but ninja fighting, yeah. And and when I was watching that, I was like, What the hell is this? Like, this yeah, is yeah. not in the book. There's like this in the book, you're ready to walk out, like, right? Yeah, just fuck you, <laughs> Edgar Wright, you're messing my shit up. Uh, but. Then when they, you know, it made sense that they would play that into yeah. the way the story went because book six wasn't out yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Brian showed them how he was going to end it and everything. Yeah. But maybe they didn't want to go that same route yeah. and ruin the book for people or, or what have you. And um so, yeah. Yeah. Um But going back to how it released. Yes. I remember...
0: Again, I got to watch it before, but I was like, I'm watching it at the midnight. I remember going to watch it at the midnight. Then I remember the next day in the morning, it was already confirmed within less than, like, two hours. Scott Pilgrim is the best cult movie ever. Like, it drastically went from, whoa, hey, check out this movie, to it's already a cult classic. Overnight. Yeah. Like, and that's what a lot of people talk about is, like... That movie just turned into a cult classic. Like, it didn't do well box office-wise. You know? But people found it kind of strange. Like, yeah, it's, it's already a cult classic. And because of how bad it does. And August is usually known, back then, for if you're going to put a movie in August, you're basically saying, this movie isn't going to do good. Fuck this movie. Yeah. Um, August August is usually not that great for movies. But... A movie did come out in August that completely changed that, which I'll bring up later. But so from ever ever since then, I would always go, oh, if a movie's coming out in August, it's not gonna do good. And usually sometimes it never did. Yeah. But I guess it was just not in the greatest slot to release, is what people were saying. Um oh and the movie that kind of blew that out of the, the water was Guardians of the Galaxy. That fucking blew up. It was an August release and it yeah. blew up. Yeah. And even I was just like, oh, there's an
1: already in August, it's not going to do good like a Scott Pilgrim. But no, it,
0: that changed everyone's mind.
1: Dude, yeah. Guardians was amazing. I, I followed yeah. that like nobody's business. <laughs> I mean, I grew up reading Guardians of the Galaxy and Star-Lord yeah, yeah. and everything. Uh, for me, it was Cap and, and Spider-Man with team-ups. And there was a team-up uh-huh. where Spider-Man teamed up with the Guardians. And I was like, I... I need to know who more about these guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who and are, then who are these yeah, who who are these people? And uh, when they finally were like, "Oh, we're gonna do a movie," I went like all the way out to LA for like a fifteen minute preview. Yeah. I went and I bumped into a bunch of like Disney executives, and I was yeah. like, "Yo, yeah, like I want to be a part of this movie feel any broke, way I can, bro." <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, for for Scott Pilgrim, just didn't do
0: well, and then it kind of fell into cult classic.
1: Yeah, and I feel like it was a lot of word of mouth because I had the movie in my collection. I know you had the movie in your collection, but a lot of people that we know who got into it, or who are into it now, or or were, mm-hmm. you know, when it first came out or on DVD, didn't know about it. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. you, it was very like word of mouth. Like, what's you know, like what movie you want to watch? What's this Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Oh, let me show you. You know. Yeah, and then that. Yeah, it's 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 those. It You know, and I wish, you know,
0: it's a bummer. I wish it was a bigger movie, but I guess cult classic
1: is better than nothing at all, to me, really. I'll take it. I mean, cult classic means that it's going to forever be re-released, so, uh, which they've already done twice. They released it originally, then they re-released it on Blu-ray, then they re-released it with a steelbook comic version of it, um which I know we could probably... I I bought all three. I'm sure you did as well. (laughs) Um, um, And then I'd rather it be a cult classic than it be successful in the box office because then we would have had a Scott Pilgrim vs. the World 2, which wouldn't have made sense.
0: I only have one copy of the Blu-ray, which is the first copy they came out with. Okay. And it's missing a disc. No! Because... my ex has that disc. No! So... If you... I highly doubt she's listening, but... I mean, it's already been a couple of years, so you, it's yours. I don't care. <laughs> but I do go... It's like, it's like oh, I like this movie, but the... Which doesn't matter. It's the DVD version. Oh, okay. Which is the same shit yeah. that's in the Blu-ray version. It's just like, well, I had two discs. Now I only have one disc. <laughs> and it's like, well, it doesn't matter because everything's on the Blu-ray, which is better picture quality. It's like, yeah, but I still want that original <laughs> disc, too, because I bought it. Yeah, because it completes but,
1: the collection.
0: There you go. Yeah. So, for the rest of my life, it's going to be like, where's
1: the first disc? And I'm going to remember where that first disc went. I'm just going to have to buy you a new Blu-ray version of it. And then you'll have both copies. That's, hey, cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anything else on the movie? Um, I love not only the comic book versions, or the, the comic that they threw in there, like with, um, you know, when Scott brings up the picture of Ramona, it's the same picture in the comic book of that drawing. Of just yeah. the, the hair and the head. Uh-huh. And then my favorite thing that they did was Scott goes to fight Gideon. He loses and dies. He gets his one up. So the first time he goes to fight Gideon, uh, the guy who knows everybody is saying, Oh, yeah, that album was so much better on vinyl. Then after he dies and comes back for round two, he goes, Yeah, the comic book is so much better than the movie. Oh, yeah. And so I love that he did that, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. That is good,
0: yeah. yeah. They did They did cool stuff like that because they do the callback, and they do it in the comic book, and they do it in the movie, too, where when Scott talks about the first time he broke up with Envy, he felt it was because he got his hair cut short. Yes. And there's a drawing where Scott got his hair cut. It was bad. It was
1: 488 it was, days ago. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and then they did that same drawing right next to him in the movie, and yes. I thought, that's great. Like, it's just... It's bringing both worlds together, and, and it works, you know? Yeah. So I think that's um, great cast, great director. Great music. Great, great mu- oh, hell yeah. Great music. Visually, just, well, that goes with the director part. But just, like, everything they did from sound, visuals, everything, just, like, make Scott Pilgrim such a great part of that entire thing, that yeah. entire world.
1: Yeah, no, I thoroughly agree with you. I mean, everything, like you said, the cast, the music, the animation that they threw in there, just the backstories and further along. It was just the funny quit, like, of, like, even when uh, Julie's giving him his drink and she's like, pilgrim, you know, and, like, obviously they're not showing any cuss words or whatnot, but it's just, everything was perfect about that movie. Mm -hmm. And I do understand, like, yes, they changed things around, and yes, you didn't get much about kim or or steven or or even young neil but um (laughs) even that scene (laughs) i gotta mention this story real quick Mm -hmm. so in the movie uh knife sits down to young neil and she goes oh like you're here too like obviously (laughs) thinking he's a part of the band and she's like what do you play and he goes oh that's a loaded question and he's like Zelda Tetris, so in school one of the teachers I have or professors I have Because um, they like to be called that because they're a bunch of jerk-offs. Um, I guess plays a lot of computer games. Mm-hmm. And so he asked everybody like, oh, raise your hand if you play video games. So of course I raised my hand because I've been playing video games (laughs) since I was a kid. And so he goes, what do you play? And so I said it like, I was like, oh, that's (laughs) a loaded question. And so I was like, super awkward. I was like, Zelda? Tetris? (laughs) Did anyone anyone catch that? No one caught it. Everyone's just staring at me like I was just (laughs) there's something wrong with me. And then the kid in front of me was like, oh, I play Witcher and what have you. And he's like, oh, yes. And so talking to that kid and totally ignored me but I was hoping that somebody was going to start laughing like in that like yes Scott Pilgrim no one got it overall the movie is amazing I truly love it it uh growing up in the 80s you know you got Star Wars you got Indiana Jones you got Back to the Future those will always forever be my favorite movies but Scott Pilgrim has easily been in the top 5 since it first came out for me and Jesse knows and and I know how big Jussie is in a is a movie buff and he knows how much I watch movies so top five is, is a big deal yeah, yeah. and and it immediately climbed that ladder after the first time I saw it and and like you said it, it has it, it does change from the, the comic books into the movie because obviously they can't do certain things or mm. time restraints or what have you but I, I love it just the same.
0: Pilgrim vs. The World The Game is a side-scrolling beat-em-up game based on the Scott Pilgrim series of Onipress Graphic Novels by Brian Lee O'Malley. Tying in with the release of the film of the same name, it is published by Ubisoft and developed by Ubisoft Montreal with Ubisoft Chengudu. The game was first announced at Comic-Con 2009 in July 2009. It was released exclusively as a download content via PlayStation Network on August 10th, 2010 and through Xbox Live Arcade on August 25th, 2010. Final round! Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the video game released by Ubisoft, yeah, came out as a download on the PlayStation 3, then like a couple of weeks later on Xbox 360. Now, if you listen to the show a couple of episodes ago, we talked about beat 'em ups, and Scott Pilgrim was one of the games we discussed, part of the beat em ups, because it was a beat em up type of game. So you know a little bit about what I think about it. I will bring that back up, but I want to let you go first, Pat. Okay. What do you think about the video game, for Scott Pilgrim vs. World? Um, I love it. it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: really? I wouldn't have guessed. I thought you would have hated it. Oh. Uh, no, I loved it. Um, before I hadn't. I've I've always gone. You know what's funny is I grew up playing Nintendo all the time. Mm-hmm. And my only other system I ever bought was a PS2. And it was literally to play Kingdom Hearts. And so I always had, like, Sony and Nintendo. But then when Xbox 360 came out, I was like, meh. And then I got I got the <laughs> Xbox 360. I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. get out of your PS2, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it made me so mad when that game came out. And you're right. It took so long for it to get to Xbox 360. Yeah. And I kept watching, like, videos on it. And I was like, I want it so bad. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, yeah, no, um, I still have the pins from Comic-Con uh, of all the characters in 8-bit form. Oh, nice. Uh, that they do were doing promos for it, and they were like, oh, do you live in L.A. area or San Diego area? And I said, well, I live close enough to L.A. I can drive. And they were doing special um, little alleyway area. They set up a monitor, and you got to play. and, oh, then, and you got cool. Yeah, and you just got to play for, like, 15, 20 minutes, and so... I went to one of those, and they gave you a special, um, sex bomb pin, mm-hmm. and so I still have that pin. Mm-hmm. and uh, And playing it, you're totally right. It's, you know, it's a beat 'em up game, and uh, I think they did perfect. They they get that retro style and that retro look to it. They're all eight bit looking, or I guess sixteen kind of bit looking, because yeah. they have multicolor. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, you can only go left or right, or you know, I guess it's all 2D mm-hmm. art and uh, the music's perfectly done. And,
0: and I'm on, I'm on, I'm on a
1: They did such an amazing job with that album and um, even the animation. Like, if you have the game and you immediately just press start and you never watch the beginning intro, yeah. you're truly missing out because yeah. that beginning okay. intro is just truly amazing as well. Um, but yeah, it's from, from the first evil X to gideon that did an amazing job i love all the references that they threw in there as well Mm. even when you go to buy candy or food to like region of your health and everything like just little funny quits and funny like little things here and there and they have like uh uh, multiple characters that you know from the comic book that weren't mentioned in the movie that you don't see any inkling in the movie are in the background or are selling you something at the shop or something mm-hmm. like that, which I thought was super cool. And, uh, yeah, so I loved it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it. It was
1: a great way of
0: them kind of doing the – it works that it's a beat-em-up. Mm-hmm. You know, you get up to four players being different characters of either – you can be Ramona Scott, uh, Kim Pines, or Stephen Stills. Stephen Stills. And then later, I think, download – you can download Knives Chow.
1: Yeah, so what it was was if you beat the game with all the characters, um, you could down or you got uh, Negascot. Oh,
0: and man. then
1: afterwards you're right. There was a DLC, and I think it only had one DLC, yeah. and it was uh, Knives Chow. And still to this day, uh, I posted on Instagram. I don't know, like maybe a few weeks ago, that I finally found my 360 because mm-hmm. during my process of moving and what have you, I ended I misplaced it. So I found it, and I like was. I was replaying that game, and still to this day I cannot get that Chow Down achievement. It's just—it's <laughs> like a glitch in the DLC. Like yeah. I just can't get it, and it just still drives me nuts. Like right when I turned it on and I saw like you have thirteen out of fourteen achievements on here, I was like, you motherfuckers, you motherfuckers. <laughs> the some I the fucking. It just needs one fucking damn some bitches So,
0: um, it sucks. Now it was mentioned on that la- on that episode of Beat 'em Ups that you can't download that game anymore. It's only it they never put it on disc. You can't redown you like you if you I think if you purchased it, it's in you, it's in the Xbox store and it's in the PlayStation store if you've already purchased it to redownload, but it's not available to buy now. So if you wanted to buy it today, you
1: can't. No. It's due to licensing and all that other crap, you, which kind of sucks no it truly sucks yeah. and and you can't have it on the PS4 or Xbox 1 yeah which truly bums me out because it's they've moved Castle Crashers over and they moved other games over it's like fuck dude what are you doing move that yeah. game over too like that game's amazing it's it's a good game and it sucks
0: that people can't experience it unless you have it downloaded so i'm kind of happy that i have my PS3 but then it's like oh i kind of wish i downloaded for like Xbox 2 just to have it just you yeah. know to have it um so hopefully that hard drive doesn't die which it probably <sighs> fucking will because no. that's how technology works. Um but I remember I I I have to admit something, Pat. I never beat it. No? That honestly dude, that fucking game's hard playing it by yourself. That's me. I don't know. Like it got it was fucking hard to play it by yourself. I think I got as far as like the second Evil ex boyfriend. <laughs> what really? Well, I've recently played it again because mm-hmm. after doing the beat 'em up episode, I was like, you know what, I kinda wanna check this out. Dude, there is so much in Scott Pilgrim. I didn't even know. I didn't even know you can. Om- you can go to every store. Yeah, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then there's a a bookstore you can go into, and it's got book references. And it's funny because actually two or three of the book references are Scott Pilgrim books. Mm-mm. And uh, you buy them and you learn new skills. Yeah. And so like there's one, I can't remember what the book name is, but it's like down down a, and it, Scott like does this barrel roll thing and just kicks them all out of, like, you know, like, you just... Like, it's a, like if you get bombarded with enemies, yeah, you just yeah. do it and he gets free, yeah. you know? So, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I, I have to admit, I never finished it, but I've been playing it again because I kind of do want to finish it this time. Um, I don't know, to I, me it was hard playing it by yourself. I don't know if it was for you.
1: At first it was, and then um, you're like, I just got good. <laughs> I <I'm>, mean... <laughs> i don't want to brag no (laughs) no i'm not that good at video games uh no i i think at the time right before the game came out i was getting really obsessed with the old uh x-men uh two arcade game and of course i still sorry i still religiously play the simpsons arcade game and um Mm. and uh, not a lot of people can say they beat that game yet either or ever beat that game either but uh with playing scott pilgrim I invested so much time into it that I just ended up getting good. Like, I, I learned that you could parry all the attacks coming to you if you hit B at the right time. I learned that, you know, like, if you hit the trigger or the bumper and move, you can roll out of, like, attacks at the last second and what have you. So I just got really good uh, at remembering or, or or just playing through. And, and I think I, I've unlocked all the endings, and the, the beautiful thing of that game is each ending is different. Oh, really? Yeah, so, is like...
0: Depending on who, which character you're
1: using? Yeah, so, like, one of the ones is, like, uh, if I remember correctly, if you win with uh Negus Scott, it's like, oh, he ended up taking over the world and making everybody his slave. And oh, then, like, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim, of course, is like, oh, he won Ramona, and, like, yeah. um, Steven was something like... Uh, oh, man, I haven't... I haven't played in a while. Like, when I did play a few weeks ago, it was literally I played through, like, the first two levels, and then I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I can't remember all the endings, but all the endings were different, and it was super cool. And then um, you got to pick different characters. So if you and me were playing... I mean, I'm sorry, uh, different colors for each character. So you and me were playing together, and we both wanted to be Scott, you could be Scott with the Astro Boy t-shirt, and I could be Scott with the green t-shirt, you oh, know? And man. so, yeah, so it was super cool. Like, they put a lot of good detail into that game and a lot of, like, if you're a true fan, or or even if, you know, if you, you caught the references, they put them in there.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, every, with everything in that game, like, like I was saying, be, being a beat-em-up, Aramana Gucci soundtrack, the visuals, they just, like, took every, like, basically, it's the comic book in video game form, and then it fits because the comic book is so heavily influenced by video games that it's all, like,
1: Brian Lee O'Malley had it really good for, like, an entire year. Oh, my gosh, yeah. He was doing <laughs> so well for himself. And then I think was just trying to ride that wave for a while, yeah. which I don't, I don't blame him. I yeah. would do the same thing. But, uh, yeah, and then, of course, kind of it fell off the hill for, like, we didn't hear anything about him. Yeah. And, and Scott Pilgrim wasn't doing any showings anymore. Like, he, he, they did showings in L.A. and even here in our hometown for at least a good year after the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Like, they kept showing it as, like, you specified as a cult classic and what have yeah. you. Um, but, yeah, he just kind of disappeared. And then he put out another book, which doesn't pertain to this Versus episode. So, we're not you know, but <laughs> it's just one of those things where, um, yeah, 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 he kind of just... He had it really good, and then he just disappeared. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Want to bring up uh, stuff on merchandise? Yeah, yeah. Um, so... N- with it being a cult classic, there wasn't a lot of merchandise. There was only the books, and then they reprinted the books in color, like we talked about, and um, that was about, that was all you could find, and uh, I think, like, uh, they've done pops on the movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to say they did t-shirts first, Yeah, um, and they were, like, really weird t-shirts, like, they tried to, just, uh, they tried to. Do like Sonic Youth T-shirts and stuff like that, like uh-huh. referencing like like indie bands and what have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're right. Um, they uh, what's the company called? There's a company that put out Scott Pilgrim toys, and they only did Scott. And they did two different Scotts. Uh, they did a green shirt Scott and a purple shirt Scott. And um, if anything, sometimes
0: I'll see if there's a f- if there's like a tiny vinyl statue or something.
1: It's always Ramona that I've noticed. It's true. Um, it, it, I don't know why that is. Uh, Mondo released a Ramona statue about two years ago as a preview, um, and it's her with her uh, blue hair and her hoodie, and she's got her bag. And the Mondo exclusive was Scott in the bag.
0: Yeah. Okay. And okay, and
1: that, then yeah. um, and then you know you you could have done that one. And Mondo is amazing. I don't. If you guys don't know what Mondo is. Mm-hmm. Look up Mondotees.com and get your pop culture bubble just totally blown. Yeah, yeah. Um, they do anything from Alien to, obviously, Scott Pilgrim to... Actually, they uh, released this year um, at Comic-Con that they're going to be doing Batman animated figures, which I know how huge we're both into Batman animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first two figures are Batman, where he comes with four different heads, the robot head and mm-hmm. the, the grin, and then... Um, Bruce Wayne and then Mr. Freeze is the other figure where it comes with tons of amazing things. And Mondo's really come a full, such, such an amazing way. They originally came out doing t-shirts and then posters and, or prints, if you will. And then now they're doing, uh, vinyls and figures. So, uh, the Ruona one, Mm -hmm. it went up on their website and I pre-ordered the, uh, the exclusive edition with Scott in it and everything. And uh, unfortunately, it got prolonged. Uh, We aren't going to get it until October, I think. Mm -hmm. And this came out two years ago, so it's been long. But it just goes to show you that a company like that really cares about their product. That's true. And they want to make sure that you enjoy it as much as they enjoy it. I mean, they did the Iron Giant and what have you. Mm -hmm. And it is truly amazing. Um, But what I was saying earlier was there was a company that came out with Scott Pilgrim toys. They look just like the comic book. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And they did a STCC exclusive one where he's wearing his peacoat, and uh, it was, uh, or I guess not so much a peacoat, but he's wearing like the the big jacket and everything. And um, I hunted those figures down immediately when I could, um, and then they did do Funko Pops of them. Mm-hmm. Funko Pops truly drive me up the wall. I <laughs> I hate them with a fiery passion yeah. um, because I love Scott Pilgrim uh-huh. and I want all those Pops. Yeah, But they only do Scott Pilgrim Pops through SDCC mm. or other exclusive means through their mm. own website or what have you. The only ones that came out that weren't hard to find was Scott holding the picture of Ramona, yeah. Ramona with the hoodie, and Knives with Half Blue Half yeah, regular like, hair, I don't know yeah, and and you know, I mean, they're cool and everything, but it was just one of those things where it was like, well, I want Sex with Bomb, and then you find out, oh, Sex with Bomb is an STCC exclusive, and it's going to cost you two hundred and eighty dollars if you want it, and you're like, no, I want it, but I'm not <laughs> playing your game, Funko. I'm not going <laughs> to play that game. So uh yeah, and then um, they did special promos, posters, and coins at um, WonderCon. A few years after the movie came out, and it, you could only get these promo posters or coins if you cosplayed as Scott Pilgrim, um, whether it be Ramona and Knives, anybody you you cosplayed as, uh, you you would get one. And uh, I went up to the booth and I asked for one, and the guy was like, "Nah, like you're not dressed up, you know." And I was like, "No, I I, I play bass. I've had a hand."
0: <laughs> hand... At my tattoo.
1: Yeah, I was like, I had a handful of girlfriends that didn't work out, like you know, like I, I fit the bill. And he was like, no. And then so I showed him my tattoo and he gave me the full, like, set of everything. He was like, oh, here's the poster, here's the coin, here's this, here's that. So I was super stoked on that. Um, And then Funko also did uh, Dorbs, which are just cute little.
0: Yeah, I've seen those. They're like little tiny smiley faces. And just bodies, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, they kind of almost look like South Park characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they did a special Ramona edition through their website. And then this year at Comic-Con, they did a Scott edition mm-hmm. uh, where it's a three-pack. And uh, I unfortunately was not able to get it. I kept bothering people in the Funko <laughs> line. I was like, hey, you going to buy that? Are you going to buy that? And unfortunately, a lot of Funko people are just as bad as the Funko products. So... Uh yeah you know but they have done a lot of products which I'm very happy about and they uh did the vinyls which was amazing they did mm-hmm. the video game um album totally on vinyl and then they did the soundtrack totally on vinyl and um, if you weren't able to get them when they first came out uh it was just incredibly hard to find them mm-hmm. and for whatever reason somebody decided to reprint the uh, motion picture version of it. Cool. Um, so I rebought it. Mm-hmm. So I have the original one on black vinyl and then I have the re release on red vinyl and then I listened to the red vinyl one. Um, I'm trying to think of what other product they put out. Um, do you have anything on the product wise? I remember, I, I
0: like, I think well, the stuff you have I've always seen is like, man, you got the cool stuff. Like just because it's not. They don't make a lot of stuff of Scott Pilgrim. It's hard to get even the cool things, even what you had. So I didn't even care like bother trying. But I got the at the Oni booth at San Diego Comic-Con one year. I just got the sleeve to pop in the six books. Yes. So I got that. Here's another sucky thing about that. I have the book books in there. The poster that came with it, which was a nice poster that was drawn, Yeah.
1: my ex-girlfriend
0: has that one too. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody
1: out there listening who has the box set, who does not care about their folded up poster, give it to Jesse. That would be nice. I was thinking about like just getting
0: the, rebuying just the sleeve, because yeah. it comes with the poster, and then just like...
1: Giving uh, the sleeve to somebody. Yeah, else. yeah,
0: and just keeping the poster. Because, yeah, and I was like, god damn it. Um, Oh, I think one of the other things, merchandise that I got, which was something I didn't buy, but it was pretty cool, was I was at the panel for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World movie. So, like, Edgar Wright was there, all the actors, and um, they're like, okay, buttons are getting passed around, so people just grab buttons. I think if you had a red Scott smiling face, we're going to go watch the movie right now across the street at the theater
1: it was a one-up face. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. had the one-up head, okay. you got to go watch the movie. A guy gave me that pin after he went and saw the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Um, I didn't. I didn't get it.
0: I got Roxy. I got Roxy, and my cousin. Everyone else got like that. I was with, got one, but I think one of my cousins, she had it. I think, if I remember correctly, she had it, but she hid it because she didn't. She knew. I. If I remember, it was my cousin Amber, and I could be wrong. I think she had it, she just hid it, because she was like, well, no one else can go, so I'm not going to go. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, she was being nice, which is cool, but then I was like, oh, can I just have that pin? But I don't think I bothered to even ask her, but that's, like, one of the things that I have, so it's kind of unique. Not as cool as the stuff you have, though,
1: but... I know, I think it's very unique. I I was, once again, like I mentioned earlier, um, when Scott Pilgrim first came out at Comic-Con, I was literally... Walking around the booth, like, you know, running around grabbing exclusives, but mm-hmm. still at the same time. Running back to the OMI booth, like, hey, what do you got? Like, anything new come in, whatever. And then I found out that they're doing the screening was across the street. Yeah. Have you ever been at Comic-Con? You know, right when you walk into Gaslamp, on your far left-hand side, right when you go, there's like a set of stairs. They do movies up there. Yeah. Uh, this year they did Netflix. They did all Stranger Things. It was super cool. So, um, I waited out there and because uh, at the time like i already had everything i wanted mm-hmm. or or for the day everything i wanted was sold out or what have you yeah so i was waiting uh and a handful of people came out after watching it and they had the pins and so i was like oh those are super cool pins like you know like are you getting rid of them what have you and a guy had like three or four of them um and he just he was like yeah you can have them and so <laughs> oh, one of them was the one-up head pin mm-hmm. and then the other one was scott and then the other one i think was kim and then todd and so um so yeah so no and and uh, you know me like i i'll f- if there's a toy made i'll find it yeah, like yeah, I'll, i don't oh, care yeah, yeah. yet and uh so when i found out the i think it's mezco made the 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 green shirt and the purple shirt one and mm-hmm. then they had the exclusive one at sccc there was nothing gonna stop me to find those toys yeah, so yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think what else. I wasn't able to get many of the Pops. Out of all the Scott Pilgrim Pops that came out, I think I've only, I only own two. And they're not super rare in any way, shape, or form. Or, actually, no, because I have the, the three that came out and then the two exclusives, so I have five. But, once again, not rare in any way, shape, or form. You could find them, probably Toys R Us or what have you. Um, but, yeah, no, and I'm very happy with the merchandise they've, they've put out. I don't know if Brian gets to see it or if Only Press approves it or what have you, but everything that's came out, I don't think I've been disappointed. Like, yeah. they even did plushies, uh-huh. and they were still, like, they were a little funky, but they, yeah, like, yeah. they fit the bill for the yes. comic book, so, yeah. yeah. This song is called I Am Sad, So Very, Very Sad. So
0: sad! Thank you. So with this being a 3PC episode, how we do, how this episode started with the three rounds being... Round 1 was the comic book, round 2 was the movie and round 3 was the video game and merchandise. We kind of rate every version and I think it's I'm safe to say that Scott Pilgrim basically won all three rounds. Oh yeah, you know, when it came to comic books,
1: movies and games, Scott Pilgrim versus the World is the winner of the game. K-O. I totally agree. I have no complaints. Uh, about the comic book, the only gripe I have about the movie is I just wish that they mentioned that he was Canada's best fighter. Yeah. Uh, they never mention it and it doesn't make uh, sense how okay. he just totally kicks the crap out of everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the movie is truly amazing and it's a cult classic and the video game is truly amazing and cult classic and the merchandise has all been on point. So I think Scott wins all three rounds. Scott Pilgrim really hit home
0: for me because it felt it took a lot. Of what I felt anyone really goes through in a relationship. And talking about doing certain things that I've done or the things that I enjoy, like gaming, kind of hit close to home. And I think that's the most important thing about any type of medium. If you can connect to it, it's important to you. And that's why I like Scott Pilgrim. I couldn't agree more.
1: I mean, uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, he played bass. I grew up playing bass. He had multiple girlfriends. I had a few girlfriends. Um, <laughs> he played video games and video game references. I love video games. I grew up playing video games with Jesse, so I totally get it. And, you know, it's one of those things that it just hits home. It's And you can connect to it really well because it is a personal thing. You You understand that, you know, there's a scene in, like, the movie where he's going to the bathroom... And they play the fairy song Mm -hmm. from Legend of Zelda. And then he sees Ramona, which the fairy song is known as a sanctuary song. Like, you're safe. You're about to get your hearts reloaded. And the fact that he sees her, and it's, you know, it's a good connection of not only, you know, video game, but love. Like, this is a girl that you'll be okay with, that it's worth fighting for. And, um, yeah, I I totally connected on, on everything that Brian Lee O'Malley wrote in the comic books, that Edgar Wright did in the movies, and it was all fun to connect with all that and then turn it into a video game and be able to play that, you know? You you just get all three in one and it's perfect.
0: Maybe we could try again.